Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 120 of Midweek Metagame. I'm Harry MTG, joined by one regular co-host, Gabriel Nassif. Hey, what's up, Harry? What's up, everyone? Well, well, well. There has been a huge ban. Uh, I'm sure all of you are expecting us to talk about Luris being chopped off the modern format. But before we get into that this week, as always, well, not as always, Pat is not with us this week, sadly, as uh, work got in the way and, um, yeah, sadly couldn't get on. But obviously, Pat would want to talk about this Luris ban, as I'm sure he's played with the card the most out of all of us. But, you know, I'm sure we'll probably hear his opinion sometime soon. Oh, wait, no, Pat's not on next week either, right? I think he might be in Chicago next week. Okay, so we got two weeks, no Pat. But you know, we do have something pretty cool coming at the end of uh at the end of March, early April for the podcast gang. I don't want to spoil it yet, but there's something big coming at the end of this month, so I guess be excited for that. And Pat will surely be involved. But um anyways, enough about Pat. Like I said, Loris Ban, we're gonna be getting to that this week, as well as we do have some cool deck lists from the modern challenge over the past weekend that we do want to talk about. Obviously, they're a bit outdated, but they are still cool, and the ideas that people have brewed with still applies. Um, but yeah, before we get into all of this, as always, podcast is brought to you by Card Market. For those who don't know, they sponsor us. They're a marketplace online to buy anything card game related. Magic the Gathering singles, accessories, deck boxes, play mats. You can buy stuff from other games like Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh!, Flesh and Blood. Please go check them out if you need to buy anything card game related. They sponsor the cast, and they help us um get you weekly content if you as well would like to support the podcast no pressure to do so but patreon.com slash midweek metagame is the best place to do that anyways enough with the introduction Luris has been banned in both modern and pioneer and i guess for those who are also concerned in pauper galvanic relay is banned disciple of the vault is banned and his expedition map is unbanned but we're going to be focusing solely on modern bit of, bit of pioneer as well today uh, in the Loris getting banned. I guess I'll go ahead with my opinion first. Hallelujah. You know, I think that as a control player, we're all happy to see Loris go. Over the past few weeks on the podcast, I've said that, um, you know, I've been playing with non-companion decks, and I feel like you either print more companions or you ban the companions. And I guess what's your kind of implying they're going to be banning companions? I would say that my only concern or or kind of yeah, I guess only concern is, you know, I think four-color Yorion we've talked about is the best configuration of four-color control. And obviously that, I would say, is probably the best companion deck right now. Yeah, Am I correct on that assumption? Well, apparently Obash is making a comeback, but Ooh. Yorion is still around. So one of the first things people were asking were like, oh, but now what about Yorion? What hmm. about card like Renin 6 maybe what what's next what's people already want to know who's next you know but i i like their light-handed approach just go you know get rid of Luris, see what happens give it a couple months it's not like there's huge tournaments in modern anyways there's a lot of tournaments but nothing major so i was actually surprised i didn't see it coming so soon i didn't even know there were supposed to be ban announcements i don't know if anyone really knew because i didn't see any talk about bands that the, the past week but i think we talked about it on the podcast and i thought it might be gone you know in the next months or two so don't think anyone's too too upset maybe a few people who have you know invested a bunch of money 
but I'm guessing their their Lurus deck might still be playable anyways without Lurus. So mm. yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see what happens. I like it. It's it's nice, right? It's like the format changes a bit. You, you get to try new stuff or old new stuff. My my uh, hot take, hot ish, lukewarm. I don't know. You kind of told me you had the same take. Is that not that much is gonna change? Mm-hmm. You, you we're gonna lose some decks, and and even that maybe these decks are just gonna change forms. Whether it's Crixis Shadow or Hammer Time. Or even burn. You could you could argue burn got an upgrade. That's the the aspiring spike running joke that they they got a fifteen sideboard card now because <laughs> uh, they don't play the rest anymore. But you've got all these other super super strong decks that are still around. Whether it's the Cascade decks, the Omnath Furion deck, the Titan decks. So you know there might be that that, that honey honeymoon uh, period where people are trying out stuff and. I wouldn't be super surprised if, you know, in a few weeks or months, it's just a bunch of Cascade decks, a bunch of Blue-Red Murktide, maybe Shadow and Hammer Time in different forms, and not that much has changed, but we, we, we could be, we do have hope for some cards, right? You were, you were talking to me about, you know, a bunch of, the, the kind of half joke is that a bunch of cards got unbanned, you know, <laughs> a lot of cards that cost more than two mana that, you couldn't really justify building around when you could just, you know, cut these few cards and be a large deck instead. Now maybe you get to play these cards. So why, why don't you tell us what you think might uh, might make a comeback, which cards we might see more of? So I think I think that um, definitely it's only going to be really three mana. If we're talking creatures, strictly speaking, I would say Captain Ranger, Vios, and... Uh, Season Pyromancer are my two top creatures to come back. I think um, before Lurus was printed, this was a long time ago, but I remember this era of Mardu Shadow and also just kind of um, deck splashing white for Captain Ranger of Eos. That card is so powerful. Three mana, get your one mana dude or less, can be zero CMC uh, if we're talking Asmo um, because that's relevant. And you can sack the Captain Ranger. I mean, it's it's very powerful. I think that's going to come back. Season Pyromancer as well, obvious one. That one's really great. Um, but also, three mana Planeswalkers are pretty good now. And, you know, I think while Liliana the Veil was pretty decent before Luris, I mean, now that we have so many graveyard uh, cards that are okay to be discarded, as well as, like, Liliana... The problem is, is that Liliana the Veil is not really that good because of top decks right like i feel like the average top deck right now in in modern is way higher than it used to be with liliana of the veil which is why it would run away with the game and i think it's specifically um sorry if i pronounce his name wrong eduardo sajgalic tweeted out that liliana of the last hope the one from um uh, eldritch moon is pretty good and it's plus one is give a creature minus two minus one and it's minus two is mill two cards and return a creature if i'm not wrong and i think that that um saw that liliana liliana the last hope is a lot better than liliana the veil right now in my opinion and my reasoning would be um first off let's say hammer time is still a deck i'm pretty sure it will be even though lurus is banned I mean, Liliana the Veil Edict is definitely not a kill spell, whereas I feel like Liliana the Last Hope is more likely going to help you stay in the game. 
I guess maybe that's poor logic because you should be killing all of Hammer Time's stuff. Like you sh they should be playing a thing. You should be killing it. Like I don't know. May maybe maybe it plays out differently. But I I have really high hopes for <laughs> high hopes for Liliana of the Last Hope. Maybe she is my last hope. But um, yeah. That those are my three cards. I think are going to be seeing a lot more play now. And then obviously I feel like Cascade and Emulet Titan are going to be seen a lot more. What do you think of the yeah. three, though? Yeah, I like, um, you know, I kind of agree that Liliana Devel is not super great. Liliana, the last hope, never struck me as a super strong main deck card. Maybe you play one off. Mm -hmm. Maybe, maybe if the meta is right, it's a decent card. It can take over a game. But I was thinking maybe Season Pyromancer would would see way more play. I know that already in in historic. It feels sometimes better to build your deck with Season Pyromancers and some more expensive cards than Bealurus deck. So I think that card's going to make a comeback. There's also a pretty cool list that made top eight last weekend. It was um, Heliod combo list, and they were splashing black for Grist. So Grist is another cool Planeswalker. Maybe you know, maybe something. Maybe the Liliana's got power crept, and Grist is is the new Liliana. And th that card would be cool. They were playing Company, obviously, and that's another card that might make a comeback. Collected Company, just Collected Company decks in general. You know, one of my all-time favorite decks in, in Modern is White Green Company, Valley Town. And who knows, maybe maybe stuff like that. Start seeing play maybe abs and versions because it is so, so good to, um, to be able to Company into a Grist. That's actually a good point you raised because in modern we used to have the Heliod combo as well as Devoted Druid, and now we have Yogmoth. Out of the three, I guess you know people are going to be experimenting now that Lurus is gone. I, I presume that Yogmoth is going to be good because the problem with Heliod and Devoted Druid, right, is that there's so much removal in the format right now. You can't really have your combo on the table, whereas Yogmoth obviously you have Undying to to help tackle the removal. So I could definitely see Yogmoth as well going up in popularity alongside Titan and Cascade. So I th the thing the thing is for me is that I feel like the banning doesn't make new decks. It just nerfs Death Shadow and Hammer Time and then you just have a bit of a percentage shift with like the tier two-ish decks. But I mean, we're, I think we're still going to see the top three or four decks are going to be Shadow, Hammer Time, Four color control and Murktide. I guess Cascade. I feel like there are five top decks. Maybe six. You could have a wow. That's so, so complicated to think about. To be fair, I, I to be honest, I actually feel like banning Luris has made it seem quite balanced. Now, now yeah. that I think about it, because I feel like I can't really say what I think is going to be the best deck. Yeah. Well, we we know Hammer Time was had okay results even with Athlerus and from playing against Hammer Time, I feel like ever since I don't know if it was was Esper Sentinel or was Esper Sentinel and Urza Saga, but I feel like Lurus hasn't been that big of a threat recently when you play against Hammer Time. I don't feel like Lurus makes that big of a difference. I think it, the loss is probably bigger for Grixis Shadow mm -hmm. and I think that's a more interesting case uh can can Grixis Shadow survive the Lurus ban? I already seen a pretty cool list. I was playing Murktide, Ooh. and uh, Street Wraith. 
Yeah. So obviously it doesn't pump the Murktide, but it does help you cast it faster. Works well with Depth Shadow. It's basically, you know, just Crixus Shadow is Murktide instead of Blur. So that's that's a, a card that they printed recently that would make you, you know, that you couldn't play with Lurus, I guess. What's the other Delve card? There's the there's a a black black flying Gurmag Angler. Not oh, Gurmag. Th there was the Tube other one. Stalker? Yeah. What what power and toughness is that? I think it's five five flying, but people usually played the angler because it was easier to cast. You could That's cast what I'm thinking. Because if they, if you already had that in the past, why is Murktide good in Shadow? Right? Murktide's just a better card, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it it gets plus, more plus one plus one counters. I'm just thinking, I don't know. I'm I'm wondering. Yeah, I it's guess Murktide is the same good. card except Murktide's going to be bigger on average. Yeah. Hmm. Apparently, Tomb Stalker is also eighth man on that seven. Okay, fine. Yeah, Murktide is definitely a lot better than. Yeah, I, I definitely I saw that Canister was. I'm. I mean, I, I can never tell if Canister is serious or not. But he 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 said he had Gigantha in his sideboard. <laughs> with uh, yeah. Do Do you think this is something that Shadow players are going to go for? There's no way five men, five men are hard hard cast is what they're going for right I'm, I'm a big fan of of a free companion even if it's not super high impact mm -hmm. so if it's not costing you much i think a, a giganta you know you're playing a grindy deck there's gonna be grindy games for sure in modern like in the mirror matches and whatnot why not sure that that does make sense to be fair i think that i do agree with you that death shadow is defo defo getting way bigger hit than than hammer time but what i think yes yeah, sorry yeah. no i was just gonna say before death shadow started dominating we had murktide blue red murktide which is a similar deck you know you they play ragavan they play drc they play consider and whatnot and on holy heat and some counters so if if your deck was not super good against shadow odds are your deck's probably not super good against Murktide, even though some decks maybe specifically struggle against the card Death Shadow, or the, the discard is a little too much, you know, the discard plus the counter spells a little too much. Mm -hmm. So I'm not sure it's really going to open up the field for too many, you know, new archetypes or forgotten archetypes. You still have all these super brutal, really, really strong decks in modern. Yeah, I, I think that the format is definitely going to stay aggressive on on the aggressive side. What what I'm wondering is, Pat said last week on the podcast that you want to play Murktide if Blood Moon is good. And I'm wondering if, if Blood Moon is going to get better or worse or stay the same. But what I'm wondering now is that with, with Lurus gone in Hammer Time, you're kind of open to... to, to to different colors because we've seen people play blue and red um there's been blue red or black i think is kind of your choices in hammer time and i think that honestly i'm i'm leaning towards the blue side of things now i've been impressed by your reality chip for sure that card is scary mm -hmm. i definitely think that that's as well as the thing is with no luris is now you you can you can play um, like Caldra Complete for Stoneforge Mystic, you don't have the problems. Yeah. You can also play the um, Nettle Cyst. So I feel like yeah. these ha uh, Hammer Time decks are going to have more um, 
more definitely very scary Stoneforge Mystic cards to get. Yeah, some people are already foregoing Lurus. And, you know, as I said, I didn't think Lurus was that great in, in Hammer Time compared to to a, to a deck like Bricks of Shadow or maybe John Saga. So, yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll be nice that you don't have that constrained deck building too. It'll make it more fun, right? You don't have mm. to to pick and decide. You can kind of play whatever you want. So I think that part's kind of nice too. Yeah. It's definitely in the deck builder's court right now because all of the what I'm worried about is you know they always pl find these crazy commons from 15 years ago that are just really good in their decks. And I'm wondering what things can be added to Hammer Time and whatever <laughs> because now they don't have Luris. So it, I think that Hammer Time definitely has a lot of room to grow with no Luris. So I'm definitely interested to see what will happen but i don't i'm not the person yeah you might see more spice who knows me stuff like spell queller in the sideboard Ooh. i i played a league today and my hammer time opponent was just playing teferi mm -hmm. uh, even though i guess the the, the, the people who who weren't playing Lurus already had teferi so maybe that's not super new yeah okay but yeah Obviously, the band's still fresh. I haven't done a ton of thinking. I, I was uh, I was kind of focused on alchemy and and historic a lot. And I, I did play a league with with Wafo's blue white control deck this afternoon. Wafo actually won the Sunday Modern Challenge. I think he went on a ten and zero run with blue white control. He had some interesting deck choices that I actually quite liked. But disclaimer, I went I went one and four was uh <laughs> I went one and four in the league. I probably threw like a game or two, also got kind of high rolled in a few games. Opponent kind of had it all. There was a spot against Titan where they needed to have exactly, you know, Pact or Titan plus a bounce land out of you know two out of two cards. And they did, and a few other spots that were kind of unfortunate as well but um the way he built the deck is he played snapcaster mage and he went with an even split of free solitudes free march of the otherworldly light and free um free prismatic ending mm. so yeah um I, I was looking at this list and, you know, I think something that surprised a lot of people was that Wafo Tappa decided to play four opt instead of four consider, as well as there's one of the Wandering Emperor uh, in, the, in the main. You know, were these yeah. decisions you copied? Yeah, so what I heard is that he really liked Wandering Emperor and he think there should be a second one over the Jace he was playing. And the opt makes sense. It's because... You don't want to have to mail your your basics. You don't want to have to mail too many of your fetchable lands. You also don't want to have to mail too many of your win conditions. Mm -hmm. And the upside is the upside of consider would be mailing extra cards for your Snapcaster Mage and maybe mailing a Deluge. And he just felt like that was way too marginal. Mm -hmm. I guess also against mill, Emrakul, the Aeon's Torn, you want to keep it in your deck maybe. That's... Yeah, well, if you mill it, you just reshuffle, right? True, but... true, true. Yeah, I mean, just against mill in general, to having one less card yeah. in your deck. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
that makes sense. So yeah, I played the deck. The deck felt good, honestly. I felt like Snapcast from H plus March was pretty cool, but I guess it was just classic underpowered blue white control and my opponents drew a little too well, and there was not much I could do. So it didn't feel, even though the list felt good, and I think Wildfoot's choices made sense. I was not super impressed. <laughs> did you manage to snipe an Urza Saga for one mana? I did. I did get an Urza Saga. I think I did win a game where I sniped the Saga, oh, but it, it wasn't enough overall. I uh, I did play against good decks. To be fair, I played. You know, I lost to Titan. Uh, definitely, almost definitely through game two. I lost to Blue White Hammer Time. I, actually, it's funny. The only only deck I beat was the Mirror. So, <laughs> only good matchup, yeah. the Mirror. Dang. And um, yeah, there was there's some some cool some cool decks that that did well this weekend. Kind of randomly on Saturday, first and seconds were both playing Hardened Scales, White Green Scales. I, I guess we should also mention there was total of. 50% Lurus decks in the top eights, uh, you know, four on Saturday, four on Sunday. And you had, you had a few brews out there. You had the Heliot, the, the, the Heliot Company deck that made top eight. You had Young Dingo's Mardu Artifact brew that's all similar to what you can see in maybe Historic or even Pioneer with the new Anvil cards. And um, there was also Living In player High Bang who made top eight on Sunday and they decided to go super lean. They were not playing any Brazen Bar or cards like that in the main deck. And they just went with two extra win color, the four free cycling. So just really the the four out, you know, the eight cascade spells, the four force of negation, and then grief and all creatures. They were also playing eight fast lands, which is kind of appealing, but I felt like when I was trying eight fast lands. It makes your mana slightly worse because basically you're cutting fetch lands that can get steam vents or breeding pool and you're replacing them with fast lands. So it's a little easier to get color screwed when you do that. But obviously it's really nice if you get paired against something like burn and some of the aggressive decks. You know, obviously it's the, the dream to just have like free fast lands in the first three turns. Mm. So that's kind of interesting. The sideboard was also very lean. It was four, 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 two, one. I think it was the fours were ley line, maybe two two that kills an artifact or an enchantment and something else. So yeah, there was that. There's also a Buggles list. Yeah, it's been a while since we saw Buggles. They were playing Lurus too, and they had the Light Paws, the new two two. It's a two two when Anora. I think when you cast Anora or when Anora comes into enters play, enters the battlefield. Enters the battlefield. You get a another aura that has a name different that's what you already have in play and you put it on light pause and i guess i'm not super surprised i played with that card in alchemy a bunch and i thought it was quite strong in the runes deck uh you know for 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 the alchemy build of runes it's um for people who know nothing about alchemy i guess it's basically kind of a kind of a, like a boggles deck you play the new naturalist 2242 that reduces enchantment cost you can play Light Paws, you can play the new Kami, you play the Rune Forge Champion, which is a free mana creature that goes get the runes, which are auras, and you play Showdown of the Skull. So it's a creature deck, but it also has like incredible like sustained power, a ton of card advantage. And the cool thing about the runes deck is that you can put the runes on the lands. It's 
you don't have to enchant creatures, so you can't even get two for one. You know, if you have light falls out, you put the runes on a land. And uh, but yeah, that card can be pretty busted. They they were even trimming core spirit dancer to play the light pause. So that was pretty cool. I will say that I'm guessing a lot of the good players who usually play um you know these these tournaments were maybe busy maybe a lot of them were busy testing for the championship. So maybe you know you it might not be a coincidence that there were like more more brews in the top eight or more decks that we're not used to to see. Um, but yeah, no. Um I think it's interesting to I I'm I'm thinking about like how does Boggles match up against the metagame? Because it's not great because of Prismatic Ending and also Boggles is just not great. But I'm just wondering, like, as well... No, but you lose Luris, right? That's the problem. I feel like Luris is what kind of kept Boggles there. Yeah, Prismatic Ending is a problem. You have Marshall, you have Explosives, which is a pretty popular yeah. card, so... I remember someone asking about Boggles recently on my stream, and I was like, no, there's no way Boggles is good. And there was a few reasons why. Uh, you know, Living End is probably pretty good against you. There's, I felt like there was, I don't remember all the reasons, but I was kind of shocked to see Boggles make top eight. And I feel like there's just so many cards that are uh, good against that deck. Yeah, Hammer's faster than you. Yeah, exactly. I think that was my argument. I felt like you're kind of a... A bad hammer deck. Bad hammer time deck, kind mm -hmm. of. Yeah, I, I, I'm. It's not looking too good for this list. I feel to, to, to live in a world without Lurus. But maybe, maybe I'm wrong. But I don't know. What well, one thing that I, I completely forgot about. To be fair, is with hardened scales doing so well. I completely forgot that was a thing. But it's like I guess, I'm having this poor mentality of all these decks that we're seeing that are nice brews, they all play Luris, and it's like, <laughs> how are they going to survive without it? I feel like these decks are... The The problem is, all of these decks are creature decks, right? And Luris gave you this, the kind of cushion on that. I'm a creature deck, but I'll rebuild with Luris. And now the format is still full of removal, but you can't rebuild with Luris. Yeah. I'm looking at the list and I'm not sure how important Luris is. I feel like it's a little like hammer time where mm -hmm. ever since they got Urza Saga, you have more stuff to do with your mana. Mm -hmm. You don't have as much time to get Luris. And the the new cool technology in the hardest scale is the Patchwork Automaton. It's the 1142 that has War 2. And whenever you cast an artifact spell, you put a plus one, plus one counter on it. And people are just playing a bunch of welding charts in the main deck. Which that is kind of nice. It's nice with that creature. It's nice with Sentinel. You get turn one Sentinel and you have a welding jar to back it out. That can be pretty obnoxious. So, Yeah. Or even just turn one hardened scales, turn two patchwork plus welding jar. Oh, and yeah. it has ward two. Whenever yeah. this creature becomes... Yeah. That... yeah good, luck. good luck getting rid of it. To be fair, that... that... I didn't even notice that was a new addition to the deck. Me, to be honest, I maybe you don't need Luris. If if um everyone's playing, if everyone's just trying to say you know who has the biggest creature on the board, I mean, Patchwork Automaton could easily compete. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it seems it seems pretty good. I, I I take I take my thoughts back. And also also you can play Gigantha. To be fair. I don't see any double-costed things in the main deck here. I, I think that's another thing to 
to make a point of if you're a mid-range deck with Luris, you could probably just be mid-range deck with Gigantha. You could. I like the I like the ban though. Obviously, I think almost everyone likes the ban. And while modern might not change a ton, or the best decks might not change a ton, you're going to see more diversity, and people are going to be more willing to try stuff and feel less pressure to you know play with Luris and play the same cards. And it's going to be nice to see uh, some of the dust stuff, some of the old cards, you know, seasoned pyromancers, collected companies, and whatnot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do we want to talk about more about modern? Did you have anything else you want to talk about, Harry? Um. Yeah, my struggles at university life. Oh wait. That's, okay. That's from my therapist. <laughs> no, no, I'm joking. I'm joking. But uh, no, I've I've been working so much at uni. I I actually don't even know if I thought about magic this week. I I didn't even know yeah. that there was a ban until you guys put in the the podcast group chat. <laughs> I really didn't. You didn't even realize. I don't know it was yeah. coming, but I it's like I was streaming when it happened, and people were like, "I was like, oh wow." What what um what do you think about them? Just they they didn't they didn't prepare this. They just banned it, right? Yeah, why not? Yeah, I like that. I like that. Just get the job done. Yeah, for sure. And this way you don't have to 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 suffer for a week of like predictions on social media and like <laughs> hot hot takes. Yeah, definitely. I I don't know. I I think that I honestly think that it's not personally what I would ban. I wouldn't just ban Luris, I think. Because I feel yeah, like what would you have banned? I think I would ban. Honestly, I think the fact that you're banning Luris, why not just ban all the companions? Because you're saying that the companion mechanic is so strong, right? You're just saying Luris is too strong. But um, I, the problem is, is that I feel like when you take, I guess the pro, you'll always have a best card in the format, right? But I feel like it's a bit different because they're it's so unique, the companion zone. That I feel also like the, you're narrowing the pool. The other one that's only the the other one that's that's played is Yurion, and Yurion doesn't limit your deck building abilities. It, if anything, it expands your <laughs> your deck building horizons. You know, so maybe that's also their logic. Yeah, I I just I think the I think the the thing that I'm trying to say is that. I don't mind the companions being a thing, but I think the gameplay is quite repetitive if everyone has to, or everyone feels like they should build a deck with a companion to stay fair, or they have to be an extremely fast combo deck that doesn't play a companion. Because I feel like those are kind of your two options right now. It's either like really fast, no companion, or like mid-rangey with a companion. I mean, that might have been true in other formats, but Modern has powerful enough decks that you're not going to feel compelled to necessarily play with a companion. It's not standard where, or, you know, maybe, I don't know how Pioneer is, but, you know, I don't think that's necessarily true for modern. Mm. Yeah, I guess so. And one thing we talked about last week in modern is we felt like being on the play was so important in, do you think that, that, no, that defo is still, that that's always been a thing in modern, I feel. Yeah, Loris made it even more important, I guess, because mm-hmm. you you're not even down a card anymore. 
and sure, if you're playing a Lurus Mirror match, you're still down a card, but not really. It's easy to make up for. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Hmm. What What about Pioneer then? Lurus got banned. We had the talk with Claudio. Do you, do you remember? I don't, to be honest, I don't even remember, like, talking about Lurus when we talked about Pioneer. I think we talked about Lurus because I read like deck, right? I read like Anvil deck is was a Lurus deck, I think. I don't think because season Pyromancer is not legal in 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 Pioneer, so I'm guessing a few few decks took a hit there. I think the White Black Auras deck used to be a is a Lurus deck. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure it's as impactful in Pioneer as it is in Modern, but I think it was also enjoying a pretty high win rates. For those of you who made the announcement, they said that. The statistic decided was 31% of decks that went 4-1 or 5-0 in leagues were Lurus decks. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm assuming, you know, there's probably only 10, 15, 20% of Lurus deck to start with. So it sounds like, you know, the, the Lurus decks were... Uh, I wish you had given us more stats for context. You know, at least tell us how many, what was, um, I feel like they should have told us how much Lurus deck, uh, what's the initial percentage of Lurus decks that enters the league, you know, so we can we can kind of see how how well it's, it's doing compared to non-Lurus decks, but I guess just from a diversity standpoint, 31% of, of Lurus decks is, is uh, a little much, mm -hmm. even though you do have, you know, your Hammer Time, your Grixis Shadow, your Burn, your, you know, four, five, six different archetypes, Lurus archetypes, male. Yeah. No, I think it's going to be Brush of Fresh Air and should be, should be, should be cool. Uh, I already thought Modern was in a decent spot and it would probably be even better now. Yeah, I definitely have been enjoying enjoying modern when I've been play when I played it a few weeks back, uh, and I definitely yeah. will be playing some more soon when my dissertation yeah. is done. <laughs> and, and it is nice that oh, you know, the value you lose is super minimal. You know, your your one Lurus crashes in price, and you know maybe some decks get a little weaker, but I feel like most 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 decks might still be most of the Lurus decks might still be around in a different shape or form. And a lot of these cards you can use in, in other decks stuff. You're getting your your combo deck ban where it, the, the cards you were playing in that deck are just unplayable in any other deck. Mm. Yeah. Want to talk about uh, the Arena Championship coming up, Harry? I know you, you, you know <laughs> you're waiting for it. You've been waiting for it for weeks. What do you think about is Alchemy and, and Historic? Yeah, I I don't to be honest, I don't really know what alchemy is. I know it's it, like balanced cards, right? Yeah, it's basically standard was some cards that are rebalanced. Oh. And and also added cards, added special arena cards was weird mechanics that you can only have on on a digital platform that you couldn't really replicate in real life. Yeah, yeah, now I now I kind of remember cuz there's like a planeswalker where it's like do a random effect, right? And stuff like this. Yeah, there's like propositions. There's also the the seek ability, which is oh, yeah. you get a card at random that costs a, a casting. There's there's a few uh, kind of random abilities that are not really quite easy to replicate in real life. So, um, I, I guess my only question is, 
why are they not playing standard? Well, the logic was that standard was not balanced enough, but apparently standard right now, I haven't played, but apparently people are loving standard right now. Standard's really good. I had a great time preparing for the tournament. It, it was, I think, in the second tournament in a row where we kind of got to play test for uh, newish formats, you know, fresh-ish formats. So that was super cool. The whole team was, you know, felt quite motivated and... It was nice. We were on Discord for the last. I didn't stream from. I didn't stream for like four or five days. I think I was just on on Discord all day, waiting for an opening, being playtesting, and and just watching other people play. Uh, you know, shout out to Discord for being an amazing, uh, hmm. an amazing piece of software. And I, you know, I had that that those uh, those house vibes. You know, the the playtest house vibes that we used to to rent and live in before uh, Pro Tours and a little bit of that, you know, just wake up, play Magic all day, think about Magic all day, go to sleep, rinse, repeat. And um, yeah, I think we did a good job. I like our decks. I, we have a, I have anyways, I'm playing a, a pr pretty cool deck in Alchemy, kind of a brew, not runes, even though runes is, a really strong deck you know a few days before the tournament i was definitely considering playing runes and um i think uh i don't want to talk for the rest of the team because i don't want to say if we're all playing the same deck or there's a bunch of different decks but i quite like my my alchemy deck and for historic we're not playing a new deck but we're playing a some of us are playing a, a twist on, on on an existing deck kind of We'll see. Uh, we'll see if it pays off or not. But I, I think I think it's going to be a cool tournament to watch. See what people came up with in Alchemy Runes was the basically there's a there's that Runes deck that was super strong that crushed every tournament up to this tournament and it was just clear enemy number one. Every, I think almost everyone who who's playing in a tournament knew that going in. So it'll be interesting to see if it's still like 30, 40 percent of Runes deck if you know, what people show up to beat runes, if the, if, the, if the decks people bring that they think beat runes actually do beat runes, you know, sometimes you have that, you know, that thing that happens where you know there's a deck to beat and you build a deck to beat it, but it cause quite doesn't beat it. So we'll, we'll see uh, if it ends up being just all anti-runes deck and actually no runes flare. Uh, should should be fun. And in Historic... Might be a little more predictable, like lots of Phoenix, some controls, some food. But even in Historic, there might be more diversity than we think. You know, maybe people are going to show up with their Creativity deck, their Goblins deck, their Tribals deck, their Ragdos deck. Who knows? There's, I think it's going to be a, a cool tournament. And I, I felt pretty good submitting the decks. We, you know, we submitted, I submitted, and... I hadn't felt that confident in a while. I still did agonize over the last few main deck slots and sideward slots, or else it would have been fun, but hmm. we'll see. Maybe maybe, maybe other teams just outwitted us and outworked us. I don't know about outworked us, because we did put it in a lot of games, but who knows, maybe we got, uh, we got outwitted and other people uh, just show up with better decks. But one thing that amazes me with Historic, Alchemy, and Standard is that I feel like 
and, and Pioneer combined, I feel like they juggle decks. Like, they all play very similar decks. And I remember when we were talking with Claudio, you were like, oh, this is, like, played in Historic, blah, blah, blah. And just hearing all these decks, they just all sound so similar, but different yeah. formats. It's actually quite funny. Well, well, Standard and Alchemy are pretty similar, right? It's just Standard Pool is a few extra cards and a few nerf cards, or some in some cases, some... Um some buff cards and historic is pretty close to pioneer in some ways mm. but yeah i mean the whole point of alchemy was that standard was you know people were complaining about standard a lot and standard was not a ton of fun for a while and that's and but now standard is is good you know it's it's kind of tough now standard is good so you feel like why do we even need alchemy but it's yeah it's not perfect for sure yeah that that, that, make, that makes a lot of sense i, I, I don't okay. know what when but, even but, is but, this tournament but, but it's this weekend i will say what what is nice is that it, it, it might look weird that the tournament is historic and alchemy but everyone was just playing standard because i think the ptqs was standard and stuff but i think that was actually cool because that means that people are playing standard and the, the alchemy and historic is not getting solved by you know, a bunch of people playing in tournaments before that, and everyone's streaming these 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 formats. So, I think it kind of worked out, and it's going to make for should make for an entertaining tournament. Yeah, no, I'm I'm surprised it's this weekend, but I will definitely tune in. I do like to. What I like is you're going to be streaming it, right? Your personal. No, no, we can't no? stream it. You can't um, stream it. Oh, no, you cannot. Damn. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll definitely tune in and try and watch some of it, but I find it so hard to follow all the arena formats now, sadly. Just just yeah. uh, too much of my scope. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, do you want to wrap up? Yeah, let's wrap up. I know you, you have to actually go, <laughs> go back to the, to the library. library yeah. After that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry for the short episode this week, everyone, I guess, but we should do Life on the Line. Price is right, might as well. Yeah. Uh, life on the line in new modern. Oh my gosh. If my life is on the line, I'm just going with Omnath. You know, I yeah. don't have to. I, I get a slightly easier matchups against the the shadow decks and the hammer time decks, and I still think the decks really strong. Honestly, I think yeah. I would do the same. All right. Just. Like you said, I mean the thing is, I want to be playing a deck with a companion if my life is on the line, so <laughs> I don't want to be one of those guys with that one. But um, so okay. If, if if you die, you don't die alone. Your <laughs> companion. Yeah, I've got I've got a pet to come with me. Nice. Okay, Price is Right on CardMarket.com, our sponsor. What card should we do? We could Ooh, do Liliana the Last Hope or Grist. Okay. Well, which one would you like? You pick, you pick. You pick. Let's do Grist, because I feel like Grist is already played in Modern. Yeah. Okay, Price of Grist. It's a Mythic, and it was in Modern Horizons 2, right? Um, or Modern Horizons 1. Really I think 2. I think it was 2. Let me see, because I'll just crawl over it. And it was, yeah, Modern Horizons 2. Mythic. Okay, I've got a price. You ready? Yeah. Three, two, one, eighteen. Twenty-five. Ooh. Grist the hunger tide. 
average price trend for the past 30 days is six euros and 50 cents even though it's a mythic i feel like nidar west should win we were so far yeah you you win no no you win win. (laughs) no no i'm I'm not taking that that's an l what the heck why is it so cheap well i guess you know everyone listening right now cardmarket.com cardmarket.eu yeah just bite them up I, I we should I wish we actually tracked these because then we would know. To be fair, this is probably did, did, did it change since the in the past two days? Did it go up? No, no, two minutes. It actually went down by last week. It was seven euros. Let's see the price of Luris. I'm actually interested. Luris of the Dream Den. Average price is two euros. It plummeted from ten. It went from ten euros yeah. before the ban no, to of two. Course. Damn. I think on Magic Online it was 20, 20 something ticks I heard, and now it's two. But yeah, yeah Gris, Gris is probably gonna go up in value. Yeah, definitely. I, and I guess like Season Pyromancer, Season Pyromancer is oh thirty euros a piece. Okay, what about Captain Rage Reviews? Oh, it's Ranger Captain Reviews, not Captain Ranger Reviews. I'm literally just learning that now. Did you know that? It's Ranger oh. Captain of Eos? What did you think it was? Captain Ranger of Eos. I think I knew, but... Oh. Well, sorry if I annoyed anyone. It's 10 euros apiece. Anyways, we gotta wrap things up. I gotta get to the library. Gab, where can we find you on the internet? Yeah, twitch.tv slash yellowhat and hopefully uh, twitch.tv slash magic crushing the championship this weekend. Jeez. You can find me anywhere on the internet at get underscore smart <laughs> uh, or that's pat you, you'll find me actually to be fair i'll probably be streaming more regularly very soon i would say probably around mid-april mid-april nice, a lot of people nice. have been asking yeah because yeah i don't want to say yet well there's a lot of magic stuff to come at the end of april but on my twitch uh mid-april but yeah for those of you you know made it this far into the episode thank you so much for listening um and we will catch you guys next week yeah take care everyone